TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Here's a good idea. Have a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. Welcome to At Your Service. Brad Young in tonight. A little bit of a late start after the Billikens game. I will tell you, as a proud graduate of St. Louis University School of Law, I was uh, I was a little disappointed by the outcome tonight, but that's okay. Uh, we shall endeavor to persevere, and, uh, and I'm glad you're up late with us tonight. We'll be on until 10 o'clock tonight, and I've got lots of things on the docket this evening to discuss just a few of the things we're going to talk about this evening. Uh, a California new law that would require cars to be equipped with speed limit devices. Uh, a new California law. Where, there's a California theme here, uh, which when I was a kid, uh, I always thought that California was like the cereal state because it was full of of uh, flakes, nuts, and fruits. Anyway, that's just that's beside the point. In, uh, in any event, we're going to talk about this new California law that requires stores to carry gender-neutral toys, uh, school district lawsuits, dogs and cats living together. we got all kinds of things to talk about this evening, uh, and I am glad that you are with us. As you've listened to my show before, you know that the phone lines are always open, 314-436-7900. Call or text. And uh, we're going to have an interview in the 9 o'clock hour, uh, but my goodness, that's a long, long way off. So there's plenty of time to hear what's on your mind this evening. St. Louis would love uh, to hear it. Today is National Beer Can Day, which I only mention that because when I was a kid, I had a beer can collection. I I thought it was kind of cool. I had some old cans. I don't know where they are now. They probably went back into some landfill where I got them from. But but at least for adults, I think that the thing about this, you're you're an adult. You might enjoy an adult beverage. Don't you appreciate you appreciate rather the, the beer can or you simply appreciate what the beer can holds? I mean, that's a very, very important uh, distinction. So I'm not going to spend any time on that, but I do want to mention that today is also National Compliment Day, and I want to bring in producer extraordinary Matt Pajeski. Matt, uh, good to see you, sir. Good to see you too, Brad. Missed you last week. Well, thank you. But, I missed uh, you too. But, you know, we hung in there. But I wanted to ask you, since today is National Compliment Day, what's the best compliment you've ever received? 
Brad, it's hard to talk about a compliment to yourself without without bragging about, I guess, your own accomplishments. It's hard to sound or hard to not sound braggadocious, but I think the nicest compliment I received came from Hancock and Kelly. Yep. Probably on this very show, on this very time slot on a Monday night when they do late night with Hancock and Kelly. Uh, I think they had some extra time and maybe they were running out of things to talk about. Maybe that's why I was the subject of conversation for <laughs> the, the remaining few minutes of the show. But uh, they just, I, I can't remember anything specific, but they, they just complimented my, my work ethic and the kind of like production I put into the show. And I do remember them saying that I could be the next Chris Myhill. Oh, yeah. It's a very high compliment. He sp- has spent over 40 plus years in radio and he's a legend is a, is a KMOX legend and is no longer working in radio, but that was a, a very high compliment. I was very appreciative of that. Yeah. I, Chris, every time I talk to Chris, probably he and I will swap texts about every couple of months. And he loves to, to say that, that he lured me into the, to this high earning area <laughs> of AM talk radio. Oh Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that's the case. That's I, the ticket. I I picked his brain multiple times just throughout the years, like especially when I first started here, which is only three years ago. But I I would text him and and call him up on the phone mm-hmm. and kind of ask for advice. And back then I was only a part timer. I really really wanted to be full time, and he was kind of the KMOX producer guru. So I definitely picked his brain uh, for all my producer questions and. Very, very glad for the, the the mentorship he lended me. Yeah. So, but why? I would, let me get back to the compliment because I think this is interesting from a human relationship perspective. Why is it that that compliment meant so much to you? I think it's because it came from two people who I really admire and yes. respect and love working with, and it also is a sort of reward for hard work that you've put in. I put in sure. forty plus hours a week at at KMWX here. And to know that that hard work doesn't go unnoticed and that it gets, um, you know, noticed by by your by your comrades is is a pretty is a pretty special feeling. It, it, it is, and so I wasn't asking you just as an opportunity to brag on yourself. You <laughs> you don't need that. You you got lots of things you can brag about. But nah. but but no. But about how compliments impact us. And what's interesting is, and if you have what I shall call a very strong uh, bovine excrement meter. Yeah, um, okay. yeah. you, you'll know that you'll know that sometimes I think all those words pass FCC muster, don't they? Yeah. Okay, good. Because so. I saw your hand going to like towards the dump button. I yeah. did see that. But uh, but no, but you know, you know, when someone's giving you a false compliment, you kind of know when that happens, don't you? I do. And it's usually followed by, by the way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Could borrow ten bucks, Brad? Can Ex- I do? Can I do that? Uh, exactly. Yeah. Could sure use a ride down to the restaurant, whatever, tonight, later on tonight. By the way, that sweater looks great on you. Yeah. No, oh, thank you. There's no, there's <laughs> an uh, ulterior motive. <laughs> exactly, and we kind of know when that is. And and what's interesting is about the Hancock and Kelly compliment. They weren't seeking anything in return. No. They weren't trying to butter you up for something. They weren't trying to steal your dinner because they hadn't eaten before they came into this into the right. studio. None of those things. They were just recognizing. Uh, that your talent, your skill, and they were just recognizing it. And aren't those the best kinds of compliments? Those are the best, and I, I can just uh, reciprocate that com- that compliment right back to those guys because I sure. respect them a whole lot, and they bring a lot to the show and a lot to the station as well. They they absolutely do. They they do. So I I just thought it was interesting that uh, that that today's National Compliment Day. Not so much that we should go around complimenting people with with false bravado, but just to recognize, number one, if if you can think of the best compliment that you ever received, 
chances are it falls into that same category uh, that Matt Pajeski just described, which was recognizing an accomplishment, but it wasn't done in a way to butter you up for some ulterior motive. I know that's the case with me, and it's probably the case with you as well. If you've got a favorite compliment that you would like to share, again, just to talk about how that compliment impacts you uh, from uh, from an emotional on an emotional level, uh, give us a call. Text in either one three one four four three six seventy nine hundred. We've already gotten uh, several texts uh, that have come in. Thank you very much. Uh, one, I'm not really sure what it means. Uh, somebody texted in and said Benny Hill had the finest ladies. Not really sure what that's talking about, but I'm sure that means something to you. Um, <laughs> but several compliments, uh, recognizing the uh, have a point uh, lead in. So thank you very much. And also someone else texted in talking about how uh, that even though they don't drink beer, that they enjoy the decor and advertising of the of all of the beer brands through the years. And this person mentioned uh, that the Hams beer cans. Now, when I was a kid, I collected, again, beer cans, but Hams always had very uh, interesting artwork, just very uh, colorful. They were usually wildlife scenes, uh, and, and it was art that you wouldn't expect. Now, I'm just wondering, if you put it on a beer can, after about six of those, are you really noticing the artwork on the can? I'm... I'm I'm guessing not, but they were very interesting nonetheless. Hey, we're going to take a break here, and coming back after the break, we're going to talk about some of these new California laws. You may say, I don't care. I don't live in California. But how much does California impact the rest of our country in terms of trends, ideas, leading the country in areas that we don't want to go? All of those things apply So we need to watch and see what California is doing. Brad Young at your service. KMOX, don't go away. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. You know, that's the hallmark of a great producer. Here in the topics... Matching the this, the uh, bumper music. Thank you very much, uh, producer extraordinaire Matt Pajeski. Yeah, we're, I want to talk about a couple of California bills because, and again, if you've listened to this show when I'm hosting at any point in time, uh, I don't I don't uh, uh, argue against personalities. I, you'll never hear me say I love Trump, I hate Trump, I love Biden, I hate Biden. It's it's not about personalities. I'm about ideas. 
because ideas are what shape culture, not just mindless tribal feuds uh, between people that say, you're evil and I'm right, and the other side says, no, you're evil and I'm right. How does that move society forward in any way, shape, form, or manner? It doesn't. It doesn't. It just leads to more tribalism. So this show is about ideas. So uh, although I'm going to be highlighting California, I'm doing this, at least for this segment, to talk about the ideas that are being generated from California and how they could impact us. Because you have to remember that ideas, well, let me back up. We've had the greatest uh, immunological, and I messed up that pronunciation, immunological experiment in the history of the world by going through COVID. And we all got kind of a first-year medical school understanding of immunology because we understand how viruses now jump from person to person, even though that whole uh, six-foot distancing thing, even Dr. Fauci said last week uh, in an interview, that nobody knows where that came from. Somebody just made that up, right? We don't know. It might work. It might not. It could be 10 feet. It could be 20 feet. It could be two feet. Nobody knows. But we understand this idea of how of how a communicable disease can be transferred from one person to another. And I've long held the idea that ideas spread in the same way as disease. Because one person infects another person with an idea, and then those people impact their social group, their families. So ideas can spread and promulgate in the same way that that COVID does, in the same way that flu does. If, if you've ever had kids in your household, you know that those kids are basically uh, small germ factories that bring home every disease known to humankind from daycare or school, and they bring them home and give them to you. Every When my wife and I had kids in, in daycare or in grade school, we were just sick basically all the time. And, and we, we didn't really get better until the kids grew up. And if you are the parent or the grandparent of small children, you understand that, that concept. But ideas travel much the same way. So here's this idea, and I want to get your input on this, because to me, this is a, this is a problematic idea. There's a bill that was just filed in, in California this week, Monday, I believe, that would require automakers in the state to equip all new vehicles with speed governors, meaning that there would be a device in your car that due to GPS or because of GPS technology would always know what the speed limit is wherever you're driving and that your car could not exceed that speed limit based upon where you're driving. Now, this particular bill would give a 10-mile-an-hour grace period. Uh, So if the speed limit is 55, your car would literally not go any faster than 65 miles per hour. Now, I'm going to give you both sides of the argument because I think it's it's a clash of ideas because one side says this. Let me, let me take, the, take the argument for the state of California. Listen, 29% of all automobile accidents occur because, at least in some degree, because of speed. Speed impacts 29% of all motor vehicle accidents. So if that's the case, 
Aren't we saving lives? Aren't we reducing property damage? Aren't we going to inherently reduce the injuries that occur from automobile accidents if people are prevented from breaking the law? They're prevented from speeding. And so it's really a health and safety measure. Okay, that's one side. But the other side, and this is the side that I come from, is more of a side of freedom. It doesn't mean that that I'm out there advocating that you should be able to drive as fast as you want to drive. Because, listen, I've always had this theory when it comes to speeding. And see if it mirrors the way you think. When you're Imagine you're driving down the highway. In fact, you might be doing that at this very moment. So if you're driving and someone just blows past you, what always comes to mind? That guy's a maniac. Look at him. He's passing me like I'm standing still. And then if you're driving and someone's going much slower than you are, your response is, listen, look at that guy. He's a moron. Look how slow he's driving. So in other words, the distinction between a maniac and a moron is only based upon how fast you like to drive. That's that's the way we distinguish maniacs from morons, however fast you're driving. So uh, I'm not advocating, again, the breaking of the speed limits, but what I am suggesting is this. How much constraint on freedom do we truly want from our government? In other words, do we want government telling us how fast we can drive our cars? Do we want government telling us what we can or cannot say in school? Do we want governments telling us how to run our businesses, what products we can make, what products we have to sell or what products that we cannot sell? There's an entire concept of freedom that to me is squelched when you have the government taking every angle possible and saying, we're going to prevent you from doing that, as opposed to saying, you have to be an adult and face the consequences of your actions if you break them. I mean, for example, let me flip it around a different way. In any situation where there is a gun involved in a shooting, any situation, if it's a police officer who fires the gun, what do we, what do we think? Well, at least the, the public media tells us that the police officer is in the wrong because he or she used a gun against someone who was armed, wasn't armed, was breaking the law, was not breaking the law, whatever the facts may be, but the police officer who uses the gun is the one at fault. However, if you look at the litigation that we see in this country, particularly against gun manufacturers and the attempted the attempts to put them out of business through litigation, every other shooting isn't the fault of the person who's pulling the trigger. It's the fault of the gun manufacturers for making the gun. So in this instance with the cars, I just don't know if we want to give our government the the extent of power to tell you, listen, Mr. Joe Sixpack, you are not even allowed. We're not going to give you the freedom to drive a car faster than what the speed limit says you can go. Because from my perspective, when I'm looking at that speed limit, I have two choices. I can follow the law, or if I choose to break the law, then I have to face the consequences of that decision. And yet, with California, aren't they really removing that decision from you? And that's the part that troubles me. Now, under this bill, 
certainly emergency vehicles have um, they 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 have an exemption and they could be exempt from these things and that's certainly a good thing, but it gets back to that whole freedom issue. And speaking of freedom, remember this is the same state when it comes to automobiles that passed a law in 2022, two years ago, that mandated that all all cars, 100% of all cars sold in the state of California must be zero emission vehicles by 2035. That's 11 years from now, just to put that into perspective. So in 11 years, you will be unable to buy a gasoline-powered car in the state of California. You can make all the same arguments. It's good for the environment, whatever else you want to make about that argument. But at the end of the day, aren't they taking away your freedom to say, you know, I'm afraid that in winter my car isn't going to start. I'm afraid that if I go visit my kids in Maine, my car is not going to make it or I'm going to have to park somewhere for eight hours while I recharge my vehicle. Just give me a, just, you know, give me a regular car. You don't have that choice in California 11 years from now. What do you think? 314-436-7900. I've got some folks texting in. I'm going to respond to those during the break. And then back to you here on At Your Service, KMOX. Welcome back to At Your Service. Brad Young in for this last segment this evening. And then, of course, all the next hour will be with you uh, up until the 10 o'clock hour. I had a lot of great texts tonight. Uh, I haven't been able to respond to all of them because I can only type so fast. But I'll get back to all of the texts. Don't you worry. But uh, but that's that's one thing out of California. The other thing I wanted to mention out of California, which, again, gets to this issue of freedom. That's why I talked earlier about how... I'm not just bashing California because they're liberals. I don't do that. I don't label people. I don't label uh, the way people think, act, or what they do so much as I like to point out the flaws of their ideas. So one of the things I always like to say is I don't really argue. I'm just explaining to you why I'm right. Okay, that, <laughs> that's the way that's going to work. And listen, there's the, the thing that I love best about doing this show on KMOX is when folks call in and disagree with me. That's I love that. In fact, I'm thinking about, you know, maybe offering uh, cash prizes uh, to folks who call in and argue with me just because it's that fun. But no, no, don't call in now. There's It's not like a uh, <clears throat> we're not having a call in line with every third caller that disagrees with me wins. We're not doing that, but that's a... We'll look into that for some future promotion. But California is also now starting in 2024. This is not a proposal. This is not a bill. This is not an idea that, oh, I'd like to have this happen. This is law right now in California, has been for three weeks, is this. Stores are required to carry gender-neutral toys. So... Starting in 2024, and I think this really triggers a free speech challenge by companies that are selling products in California. It requires a gender-free or a gender-neutral section where gender-neutral toys are sold, where gender-neutral 
items are sold. And if the stores do not carry those gender-neutral toys or products, then they can face state fines and or up to including closure of the store. So there's a lot of problems with this, but let's just talk about the practical, the practical problem. It's the same practical problem when you have the left saying, we want to guard the public against disinformation. Okay, let's, let's run with that, and then I'll show you how that applies here. The problem with saying we're, we don't want, as the government, we don't want disinformation confusing people. We don't want that to happen. Okay, ostensibly a good idea. But how do you define disinformation? How do you define information that's incorrect? It's easy when you're making a factual statement. The, 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 the street light is red, the street light is green. That's a binary choice, yes or no. But if you're doing things that are more matters of opinion, then it becomes a problem, just as we saw uh, in, the, in the 2020 campaign. For example, we had the, the FBI telling us that the Hunter Biden laptop was absolutely 100% Russian disinformation. And we had 22 former CIA officials, including CIA directors, that said Hunter Biden laptop is absolutely Russian disinformation. Well, it turns out now that's that in of itself was disinformation. The Hunter laptop has been proven to be Hunter Biden's, and he's admitted to as such. So when does, when does the protection from disinformation become disinformation itself? We were told initially that there's no way that COVID could come from a lab leak, and now that's the predominant theory. So those are the problems with guarding us against disinformation. So which state officials are going to be charged with going through and saying, you know what, that shade of blue is, is too blue and it looks too gender specific? I'm sorry. We're going to have to find you, uh, Acme Grocery Store, Acme Store. We're going to have to do that because it looks too blue. It looks too pink. Uh, that character that's on the face of that toy you know, that looks kind of masculine to me. I'm sorry. We're going to have to fine you for that. What does gender neutral mean? And should people be punished for it and people and or businesses? But then it raises a larger free speech issue here. For example, remember about there's been several cases up at the Supreme Court. One involved, one involved a cake baker. His name was Jack Phillips who was trying to be forced by the state of Colorado to make cakes for homosexual weddings. And he said, no, that's you're trying to compel my speech. You as the government are forcing me or trying to force me to compel speech. And last time I checked, First Amendment gives me the freedom of speech where I don't have to uh, speak if I don't want to. Government, you cannot compel my speech. Went up to the Supreme Court, he won. In fact, he had to go to the Supreme Court twice because the state of Colorado was so adamant against him that, that we must control your speech, Mr. Cake Baker. We have to control your speech. He had to go up twice. Then we had the web designer, exact same issue. You have to design websites for homosexual marriages. No, I don't. Government, you cannot compel my speech. So let's look at this issue with this gender-neutral 
stores. What happens if you're Hobby Lobby? The main owners of Hobby Lobby are Christians. And in fact, in I believe it was in 2014, in the Supreme Court case of, Bur- of Burwell versus Hobby Lobby, the Supreme Court ruled in favor of Hobby Lobby uh, and because they refused to cover the contraceptive services uh, under Obamacare. They said, we're not going to do that. That goes against our religious convictions. They had to go to the Supreme Court to get that upheld. So what happens if you're Hobby Lobby now and you say, you know what, I really don't want to have a gender-neutral section. Now the state of California is going to be fining and putting out of business Hobby Lobby or any other company that takes that stance because of their choices of speech through the products that they sell. Do we really want the state government mandating that you have to sell certain types of products that have to look a certain type of way? And if they look slightly too masculine or slightly too feminine, I'm sorry, we're going to whack you with higher taxes. I don't think that that comes under the the concept or the idea of freedom in any way, shape, form, or manner. So can the state compel that? I say no. But as these types of laws, this is a law now in California, and I promise you, I promise you, Oregon's going to be looking at this, the state of Washington, perhaps even the state of Illinois, right next door to Missouri, because we know that Illinois is a very liberal state. So should stores in Illinois be forced to have gender-neutral toy section? I don't think so. Hey, we're going to take a break here in just a a few seconds. When we come back from this break... We're going to have more topics to discuss. Also, the 9 o'clock hour, we're going to talk to a man named Mark Rice. He's running for Congress in the 8th District in Illinois on the concept of freedom, of strong national defense, and securing Israel's right to exist. More on At Your Service, KMOX. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 